grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Welcome to Lipstick After Dark for this Thursday, September 30th. Can you believe this is the last day of September before we launch into Freedom Month? Today, Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality will be talking about gender fluidity and accepting and understanding all of the facets of sexuality and identity. Timberlina will be along with her fabulous drag therapy. Gabrielle, our resident relationships and sex therapist, will be talking about keeping our sex life alive after children. And Nikki from Flirt will be talking about how to make love like a porn star. Grab your notebooks. This is Lipstick After Dark. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's Conscious Sexuality. Well, we're back on Lipstick After Dark with the lovely Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality. And today we're going to be opening up a conversation. So when you and I were little, we were gendered a girl or a boy. And there wasn't a lot of debate about that. But these days, the landscape is changing. And it's important for us to open up the conversation and understand gender fluidity. And Jasmine, you have been doing a lot of research on this uh, over the past little while, have you not? Yes, I have, Louise. Um, I am pregnant, for anyone who doesn't know. Yes. Um, not on my Insta. And so I've been doing a bit of research as I am preparing, you know, to bring a child into the world. And I've gone, okay, I need to change my um, narrative a little bit around how I want to raise a child and be open to the fact that the world is very different in terms of sexuality these days and how humans show themselves. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it is such an important conversation and, you know, something that uh, a lot of people that I've sort of touched on this with, I mean, obviously in our line of work, we have to be open to a lot of different things, but uh, people who are perhaps of the older generation have kind of thrown their hands up in the air and gone, I don't understand it, so I'm not going to. Um, this mm. is This is just a foreign concept. To me, I don't have to understand it. But as you say, the world is changing a lot. And so to understand uh, a lot about uh, gender fluidity is really, um, you know, so paramount in educating ourselves, isn't it? And um, being able to raise this generation in in that environment. Yeah, it really is because, I mean, I know for myself, I was brought up in a very heteronormative household yes um and also coming from a religious background as well the idea that um someone might want to portray themselves outside of male or female was not really looked upon in a really positive way mm-hmm. <laughs> um so part part of my you know journey and research and learnings has been to lean in and learn from these people who are changing the stereotype and are actually you know teaching me that this uh, 
idea, not idea, sorry, the concept of um, sexual fluidity, of non-binary. It's not a new concept. It's actually existed for a really long time, way before any of us existed. Um, But, you know, our world hit it and pushed it away and and changed it. You know, the patriarchy kind of came in and, you know, changed the way that we viewed things. So I just find it very interesting that as I'm learning and I see and read and hear things and I go, oh, wow, that's so new. It's actually not new. It's actually has been around for so long and we're kind of playing catch up. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what have you discovered uh, in your, in your recent learnings about this? How does it, how does it work? How does it put together? I'm going to, I'm going to pretend here that I'm a complete novice and I know nothing. Where do we start on the journey of learning to understand this? Yeah. Okay. So it's really important to learn from the people that live that lifestyle, Mm. you know, Um, and that's what I've done. I, on Instagram, like I really make sure that I surround my, um, profile, I guess you would say with, with educating information around topics that I want to be challenged on. Yes. Um, and so there's two people recently that I've actually listened to podcasts on and one person is, um, Alok Vade Menon. Okay. And this person is um, gender non-conforming um, and portrays themselves in ways that really view how we would normally perceive a person to to do that. Um, and Alok has a great podcast on the Man Enough podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Alok is a guest on that podcast and um, they share about gender, non-gender, non-binary and how we as people can be more open to the concept and what we should do for these people that are in our world. Mm. Um, so that's the, that's the first podcast that I would recommend to listening to. So it's on the Man Enough podcast and it's with Alok Vade Menon. Right, yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a really – that's the first podcast that I listened to and I was like, wow, okay, this actually makes a lot of sense. Um, in terms of trying to understand uh, the people's non-binary journeys. Yes, okay. Um, And then the second one is um, on a podcast called Call Her Daddy, which is a pretty popular podcast. Yes. Um, (laughs) And and, um, Alex sits down with Nico Tortorella. Um, So Nico is an actor. You might know him from... Um, what's that really popular TV show on Stan? Is it called Younger? Younger, yes. Yep. Younger, yep. Um, so Nico is an actor on that TV show. Anyway, Nico shares as well about his own, uh, sorry, their own personal journey yeah. uh, with sexual fluidity, um, their relationship and how they're going about it. And it's just, it's fascinating. It's just fascinating because, Again, I'm trying to break my heteronormative way of thinking. Yes. 
And you know what? It was really interesting what you just did there where you used a pronoun and you corrected yourself. Uh, I have uh, had the absolute pleasure of our gossip girl who is on the lipstick lunch, Sebi, uh, is transitioning uh, from male to female and has changed her pronouns. And because I have known her for so long since she was about 12 years old, I am constantly getting it wrong. And she Mm -hmm. just says to me, you know what, Louise, if you get it wrong, you're trying and you just correct yourself. And I'm not offended at all. I'm offended by people who just refuse to try and adopt uh, the way that I am now uh, identifying. And, you know, and I thought that was really beautiful uh, to he, you know, she gave me that I did it again. She gave me that uh, permission to um, screw up. But it was okay yeah. because uh, yeah. I'm trying to get my head around uh, her new identity and that's a really beautiful yeah. thing. It is. And I think that's the important thing is when you do listen to these people's stories and their journeys, um, they just want people to understand where they're at. Like as we as humans who identify as – I identify as a cis female mm. – um, I just want someone to accept me how I am and these people also deserve that same amount of respect. Um, And so it's just about changing our way of thinking. You know, it's kind of, like I said before, I put things in front of me on purpose to make it normal. So I follow people who are in the non-binary realm. I follow people who are in the LGBTQIA plus realm. I follow, um, you know, black, indigenous, people of colour, to normalise learning from these people because they have a unique set of knowledge that I don't have that I need to learn. Yeah. And look, if we're not learning and we're not challenging our belief system and we're not growing and expanding as humans, what are we doing here? You know? You're 100% correct. Yeah. You are 100% correct. And that's honestly, that's where I'm at. I love learning and um, that's why I do it because yeah. – I think learning is exciting. It gets we get to learn about new parts of ourselves, um, and you know, discover you know maybe parts about ourselves that we did shut down um, because of the way that we got brought up. So these conversations allow us a bit more freedom to go. Oh, okay, maybe maybe there's something different here for me, or maybe I want to identify differently. Maybe the skin I'm in hasn't felt right, um, and these conversations give us permission, which I love. Absolutely. And and a lot of food for thought as, as someone who's going to bring a new human into the world, um, you know, what what an amazing gift you're giving your child uh, to have this knowledge and be able to give them the space to uh, identify how they want to identify when they do come into the world. I think that's just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, you're not you're – not, um, you know, the baby isn't earthside yet, but uh, you're already mm. killing it with uh, your parenting <laughs> techniques. It's, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's beautiful to see uh, that there is, you know, finally some acceptance and some and some space that we're bringing children into this world uh, for, with. And hats off to you, my friend. Thank you. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know, we all get it wrong. Like that's the tip from me to you. Um, Yeah, I was very (laughs) relieved when my daughter turned 18 the other week. I went, oh, I've got them both to adulthood and, you know, I don't think I screwed them up too much. But (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I think that's another thing I've come to terms with. I've gone, 
okay, I'm going to do my best. And the reality is I'm probably going to mess it up sometimes too. <laughs> yep, absolutely. We all do. But um, yes. yeah, look, I, I just love that you've brought this issue to the table and uh, invited people to educate themselves. I think it's a really important thing. Uh, the landscape is changing and it's changing quickly. Yeah. And, um, and you know, our celebrities and the people in the public eye are bringing this to the forefront. So, you know, right. it always helps to educate yourself and um, and form your decision-making process from that. Yep, that's right, exactly. And what better way to learn from people uh, than from people that are living that way and identifying in that way they're our best teachers. You're absolutely right. Jasmine, thank you once again for being a guest on Lipstick After Dark. I absolutely love this chat. Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. I'm not physically in bed with Timberlina, but I'm excited because I can be in the same room with her in just a couple of short weeks. I'm so excited. I know. Imagine that. I know. I know. Not looking at each other down Zoom anymore. I just I can't know. even imagine. Oh, look, I'm uh, I'm thrilled. Um, and, you know, and you are busy getting all of your gigs back in line um, now that we have a date. Yeah, it's crazy. It's overwhelming. Not crazy, overwhelming. Because I've been online, it feels like, for forever now. Um, to be actually booking shows in real venues, but I'm excited. Yeah. We'll be back at Five Sawyers before we know it. Yeah. That is exciting. But it is like, I mean, I'm I'm sort of finding the same thing. I'm like, oh, how do I fit in what I normally fit it in in a week? How do I how do I do that? I think I've forgotten. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I guess we've changed everything. So now we've filled our weeks up with Lockdown busyness. How do we go back to normal life busyness? Yeah, I know. Look, we've got we've got um, eleven days, my friend. We really need to pull this out and uh, <laughs> you know get 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 our shit back together. I mean, yeah, it's coming. So, um, little bit of uh, useless trivia. Today is actually Ask a Stupid Question Day. Today, so in that line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I've got a few curly ones for you today. Of course uh, we do. <laughs> Hit me. I'm excited. Okay. All right. Short and sweet. Um, but, yeah, uh, something to think about. What are the social obligations related to running into a one-night stand in, say, a grocery store? okay um i would just smile and keep going to be honest unless they started a conversation that i would like keep it real quick yeah it's either that or ignore them but i feel like when you ignore people it just comes across that you're really bitchy so even if you give like that little bit of a smile like hey and then keep going yes i feel that that's the best way to to handle it because let's face it you don't have a deep emotional connection do you i mean no. Um, and they're not they're not friends. So yeah, I would just do that mm, 
you know, with the maybe with the closed mouth, you know, yeah. and um, and just yeah, well, that that little nod, the like, little yeah. that little nod, like yeah, all right, you were a six. I'm continuing yeah. <laughs> to get my cornflakes. <laughs> You're a six, and I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Oh, but don't you just love it? I mean, I don't know whether this has happened to you, but don't you just love it when you run into a, an ex-paramour in whatever, you know, state that takes and then you run into them and, and then, you know, that night drops into your DMs? Or one better. Yeah. You've been in the shops, you've seen them and they message you on Grinder. Yes. Like a dating app. And you're like, Come off it. You could have just said hi or spoken to me when you saw me at the shops. Well, exactly. And also, I think that's laziness. I mean, did you really need the prompt of running into someone with your shopping trolley to prompt you to go, how are you going? Like, you know, really? Control alt delete. Control alt delete, I say. I believe so too. I believe so too. Okay, let's have a look. All right. I have been in love for the last year and recently proposed. After 10 years of bisexuality, uh, though I had more female partners than male, I was happy, excited and in love. She introduced me to her parents three months ago. Oh, God. And her father and I recognised each other from a local dating site. Mm. We have been intimate on three or four occasions. He has made contact with me and asked me to tell my fiancé about my sexuality. I asked him if his wife knew about his and we've reached something of an impasse. He has since taken screenshots of old photos of me and I have also found some of his. Um, Shall I just walk away from the woman of my dreams? Okay, this is possibly the messiest question we have ever had here on the show. (laughs) I just wanted to end the call just then. I'm just like, I'm in shock. I would be like, oh, sorry, internet cut out. Oh, my God. Oh, like this is a movie. This is not a real thing. Oh, oh. Can we buy the rights? Timber and Lena and I would like to buy the rights to your story. But seriously, I don't know what to, I don't know. That is just so multi-layered. Yeah, I guess honesty is the best policy. So if you want a nice, long-standing relationship with the girl that you're in love with, I guess you'd have to tell her. Oh. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be have guilt building up and building up and building up, which would cause more stress on your relationship longer term. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I'm thinking Fuck your dad. <laughs> if that girl... If that girl knew that um, her fiancé had been slipping it to a father, um, I don't think there'd be a relationship <laughs> after that. So, look, either way, our advice is you, you screwed. And, um, look, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say um, Good work, Buck. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. Um, get a girl, get it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, yeah. Keep uh, mm. it in the family. <laughs> well, true. I mean, yeah, but it would make for interesting family Christmases, wouldn't it? Really. Imagine if the mum comes into the situation somehow next. Oh, God. Jesus. This is just, it's all too much. Look, we're, we're passing on this. Um, get a professional opinion because <laughs> <laughs> this, is out of, this is out of our league, I really think. 
Um, yeah, but we would like to make a movie about it. Thank we you. would, and we would also like to know what the outcome is. Please get back in contact. Um, we're dying to know. That is the T to end all T's, that one. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. Next question. I broke up with my partner of five years last week and I'm devastated. I thought that we were happy and that marriage and kids were on the way, but it turns out he was having an affair with a woman from work for at least six months. I want to forgive him and try to make it work, but deep down um, I know he doesn't love me anymore. When I look into his eyes, I see pity rather than love. He's he's still seeing the woman that he had an affair with and has moved into our spare room. I'm 38 years old and see our relationship as my last chance to have a family. So I'm not just mourning losing him, but also what could have been. I haven't told my family yet as I feel so humiliated and I don't know where to start. I'm also dreading spending Christmas explaining to everyone um, why I'm alone. Hmm, What should I do? I feel so lost. Oh, that sucks. I I feel like you can't you can't stay in it. No, no, definitely not. And let me tell you this. I mean, Timberlina, although I look, you know, very youthful, um, you know, I am slightly older than you, and I can tell you that life is not over, girlfriend. And I have a very good friend of mine uh, who met the man of her dreams at 52 years old and she has never been happier. So at 38, your life is not over. Um, You still have options. Uh, You can still meet someone you're compatible with. This is not your last chance. And staying with someone who is not in love with you and happy to cheat on you uh, is basically just going to erode you slowly from the inside out. A hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they say that life begins at 40 and you're not even there yet. So... Um, you hear those stories about um, those older people in nursing homes that fall in love. Absolutely. Like you can fall in love at any age. You certainly can. And, you know, and, but you know, what you can't do is you can't take time back. And so if you are staying in something that is not feeding you, then you can't get that time back. Every day is a day wasted and a day that you are not meeting someone who values you. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, we smashed that. Well done. Well done to us. <laughs> yeah. That's on the back. Yeah. Thank God, because the last question, like, we, we had nothing. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that was hard. Hardest question yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um, great news that um, you only have uh, two more weeks online, but you have enjoyed your online shows uh, during this period. I have. I've loved it. It's been great. And thanks for everyone that's tuned in to a show. It's been fab. It's really gotten me through lockdown. So yeah, we're coming back. I'm coming back to human interaction. It's going to be great. It will be. It will be. And um, we can't wait to see you at a venue very soon. Uh, so do you have an online show this weekend? Yep, Saturday night, Saturday the 2nd of October, 7.30 start. Tickets at timberproductions.com.au. Excellent. Make sure that you get on that while you can in the comfort of your own lounge room and then there you have no excuse to get out and see Timberlina live and in the flesh <laughs> very shortly. And we will have all of the details here on After Dark where you can catch this fabulous femme 
Anyway, thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark, Timberlina. Look forward to solving the problems of the world with you next week. Yes. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? Well, she's back, our resident relationships and sex therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, joining us once again on After Dark. How are you tonight? I am very well. Oh, what? Close to my heart, having two toddlers. Absolutely. So today we're going to be diving into something that I think we've all come across if we are with child, and that is how to maintain a sexual relationship after children because. Good Lord, they throw some challenges at us, don't they? (laughs) Oh, my God, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so for many couples, I suppose being a parent starts as soon as the pregnancy starts. So, you know, uh, you can still have sex during a pregnancy, but it's very likely the female partner carrying the baby is going to feel very tired in the first trimester and very tired in the second. But the middle trimester, you might have some more likely to have some great sex because the blood flow has increased to all her nether regions. And yeah, she might be more horny than ever. So, you know, make the most of it because <laughs> after the baby comes. <laughs> All she may dream of is sleep. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have heard of that uh, with friends of mine. I mean, my, my own pregnancy drawing on my own experience was not a happy time because I vomited from day one through to uh, week 40 and during, and during labor. Um, So, oh yeah, horrific. But um, you know, I have heard of, of my friends getting this, this awesome horniness and glow, particularly in the second trimester, and they just couldn't get enough. So, fellas, if, if you're lucky enough to jag that, um, as Gab says, take advantage of it. Now, the baby comes along. Now, obviously, um, there are bodily changes, there are hormonal changes, and there are all sorts of things going on um, postpartum that we need to be aware of. So um, where should a couple start dipping their toe back into their sexual repertoire after baby? Well, your doctor's likely to say if you had a, a, a good birth without any complications or trauma that you should be able to have sex again safely after six weeks. Mm-hmm. However, um, the many women, you know, feel pain during sex right up to three months after the birth of their child because the estrogen and progesterone hormones drop, so they're less lubricated. And that might be the body's way of saying, uh, main focus now, keep that baby alive. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, don't, don't feel too, don't take it personally, guys, if she, if she's not in the mood for sex right up until a year, because even breastfeeding can make her feel touched out and exhausted and 
it's not that she doesn't love you or she doesn't want you. It's it's generally she's probably just feeling exhausted. So the good thing is, you know, you can start to seduce her back into it by doing baby steps in her love language and giving her definitely a break and, and showing her how much you love her even when you're not having sex straight after the birth of the child. Uh, yeah. On her part, she can start looking eventually at maybe ethical porn sites like the Lisa. Mm. Uh, she can start reading erotic fiction because generally her head is going to be filled with teddy bears and nappies and things like that, and it's so not erotic. And a lot of women find it really hard to switch off that, you know, head that's focused on play school and, and you know, all those adorable things and then start thinking, you know, kind of na- naughty or yes. dirty thoughts to get back in the mood for sex. It's such a clash. There's such two extremes. So you need to take her out of her mum head and book, book a, you know, a family member into babysit so you can have a date night and help her remind herself what she is outside of being a mum. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I really found that that was something that I struggled with, that my whole identity all of a sudden was about being a mum and not yeah. being a woman. And yeah, you really do have to, as a woman, be um, mindful of that to make sure that, you know, you're still nurturing that side of yourself that is not just mum. Um, because yeah, yeah it, it certainly can uh, take its toll uh, on your romantic relationships for sure. And, you know, and there is a lot going on um, that can be, particularly for your first baby, um, you know, quite alarming, um, you know, the the whole, um, you know, mesh panties and the, um, you know, you think your stomach's going to go back to flat uh, straight after you've had the baby and then you find out that's not the case. And, um, you know, this, <laughs> there's lots of things that, um, that we're trying to get our heads around and massive changes to our bodies. So, you know, it does take a a conscious effort to um, to reconnect that way, uh, and it's it's also lovely to hear that um, you know that is something that most people have to have to go through and, and recalibrate once the baby comes along. Absolutely, and uh, our culture is probably not as supportive as it should be of new mums. Mm. So um, new mums are sent home fairly quickly from the hospital straight after birth to look after a baby and there's no time generally to look after themselves unless, you know, they've got some really interactive grandparents and even then that can trigger anxiety and and feelings of failure if the grandparents are telling them what to do or criticising or things like that. But the woman's bound to be very emotional, all the hormones. Uh, So... Sex is the last thing on her mind. And, you know, I suppose I like to help guys understand what horse breeders do for their their best horses. Right. Yeah, when they give birth, they make sure that when their stable is silent and empty, only a vet that they trust, the horse trusts, can be in there. They all whisper they um, give her time and space, like, you know, recovery. Uh, other cultures even have, you know, in human 
cultures after birth. Give, make sure uh, new mums aren't pressured to be happy and host people for the first 40 days. Wow. You just get to recover. It's like you've had a car accident and you yeah. get to recover. But in the West, women don't get that time. So they're constantly trying to catch up. So, you know, the more self-care time you can give your partner and she'll feel too guilty to take it mm. and she'll be worried about the baby or her hormones we're going can you keep it alive? I don't know if you can. I can't go to yoga because you might not keep it alive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, really be supportive of her getting back into Pilates and she might do some Kegel exercises and then she might remember you can keep the baby alive and the baby's going to be okay even if she practices self-care. And then after that will come back some openness to having sex. Love it. Gabrielle, that's amazing advice. I really do appreciate you diving into this topic because it is something that so many people come up against and we don't talk about it enough and we don't talk about uh, the fact that, yeah, you know, birth birth and and bringing a baby into the world can be just such a massive thing uh, and, you know, and can affect all areas of our lives. And if we don't stop and acknowledge it, then you know, these things can run away from us and all of a sudden, you know, the baby is 30 and we haven't had sex yet and we might want to, we might wonder what happened. So it's it's lovely, yes. yeah, it's lovely to sort of dive into this now and, and really bring it to people's attention. And uh, I think from both sides, uh, from the male side and the female side, I think there is a lot that we can take away from this chat. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad you brought up the males because you're going to feel maybe left out or down or feel like oh, maybe she doesn't love you as much or want you as much because you see how close she is with your child and you might even feel jealous at times, like yeah. she used to give you her whole attention and now she's too tired to even give you a text. Yeah. <laughs> And if you don't, as the male partner, if you don't learn to self-regulate your own emotions and and keep your cup full, your self-care cup full, so you can support her, then, you know, unfortunately some guys who don't do that can cheat after they just have a baby. Yes. Because they feel, you know, so unloved and so unwanted and, and so desperate for that physical affection. So, yeah. Make sure, guys, that you go and talk to someone before you do something like that. Come see a therapist. Yeah, (laughs) like your good self. So, Gabrielle, how can people get in contact with you if they do want to reach out for some therapy? The best way to reach me is to text my work number, which is 0424 074 609. And text because I'm often in a session or I'm with toddlers. So <laughs> I can ring you back when I have a break. Excellent. Or, I mean, if you want to email, it's just Gabrielle Laurie at hotmail.com. I don't have time to get more professional than that. <laughs> <laughs> but text is best. Excellent. I love it. That was Gabrielle Laurie, our resident relationships and sex therapist here on After Dark. Fancy a quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. Well, it is absolutely a pleasure to welcome back Nikki from Flirt Adult Store. How are you this evening, my love? 
I am so excited to be back. Thanks for having us. Oh, look, always a pleasure. And today we're going to be talking about something that I'm sure will make the male variety smile like Cheshire cats. So today we're going to be talking about how to have sex like a porn star. And I am all ears. (laughs) So this is a really good one for people who are still currently in lockdown and just looking at exploring something different in the bedroom without having to add any toy play or anything like that. So this is going to be how to have sex like a porn star 101. So saddle up, ladies. It's going to be a hot one. Love it. I have my notepad ready and waiting. (laughs) So my first tip for having sex like a porn star is communication. Come up with some kind of role or scenario play that you want to do. You might decide that you want it to be the wife at home with the trainee who comes home, act out your whole scene, go into the bedroom and pretend like there's a film crew there and do things a little bit louder, a little bit more sexual and just have a really good time with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I love the scenario too. Um, that's oh, it, it's fun. Yeah. It builds, a lot of, it builds a lot of intimacy and bonding and trust. So you're trusting that the other person is going to put in just as much effort as you are. So it's really good fun. Yeah. We do um, porn star sex class workshops in all of our float stores when COVID, pens, COVID goes away and we can have it back in store. But they're a really good night for couples just to come in and have an idea on how to have porn star sex because they, they just think by watching porn and following what they're doing is going to work. But it's about dressing up. It's about having a scenario. It's about building that trust together and then acting it out it's, a, it's honestly every every woman should do it oh i love it it sounds quite empowering too yeah definitely right so let's uh let's go through it so we need to have a scenario um so whether that is uh the tradie turning up or the pool man uh as we as we anything yeah Yep. Um, yep. You know, doctors and nurses or... Set the, uh, yeah, set the scene. Yeah. Find out what it is that you both are a little bit turned on by. Say to your partner, what, what would turn you on if I was, you know, a police officer at the door? And then ask her what would turn her on. And, and even over two nights, act out one scene each night so you both get your fantasies met that way. But definitely have a scene and a scenario and a bit of a, you know, dialogue of what you can and can't say and just have fun with it. It's all about having fun. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, I, I do remember a Sex in the City scene where um, where Samantha was getting Smith to um, to act out all of these fantasies. So they were doing, you know, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to watch. When you watch something like that, you think to yourself, I'm going to do that. Oh. And it's not all, like, it, it, it's not all about... Um, you know, porn star making all the porn star sounds that they do. It's about just doing something different and acting like someone's kind of, you know, there. Cool. Yeah, someone's watching. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, getting getting those angles right. <laughs> Definitely. So are there any sort of uh, aids that you would recommend for this sort of play? I mean, obviously a costume would be uh, certainly helpful if we if you can get your hands on it. And I know you're doing mail order. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's also call and collect in the Hamilton store at the moment where people can call up, see what they want on the internet, and then we can have it ready for them to do contactless pickup. But I would say have some props. Yeah. And most of the time you can actually find some really good props around your house. 
You can go into your kitchen, get a little puddle. If you're doing any type of tradie, your husband might have, you know, a screwdriver set that you can play with and, you know, hold it provocatively. All the really cool accessories that you need can be found anywhere from your bathroom to your kitchen. So I would say think of your scenario, see what you can find at home and definitely um, have a bit of fun. Love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, have you have you been utilising your time properly in lockdown, Nikki? I mean, you know. Uh, my goodness, have I ever been <laughs> utilising my time in lockdown. It has been a sexual awakening. It's just been two people who have been together for a long amount of time who are just exploring what it is that we that we can do next. So it's been really fun. That's amazing. I mean, there has that has been a big plus in lockdown, hasn't it? Uh, that we Definitely. have had the time Definitely. to push those boundaries and, uh, you know, have exactly. that time to play. Definitely. Exactly. Well, and now's the time if we've been at home with our partners and we're doing all these things is to push it one step further and try and have that kind of, you know, porn star sex scenario where you're acting out your scene and, and having a bit of fun. Yeah, most definitely. But I guess that, um, you know, we're the countdown is on. So, uh, you know, That's get it. all those. Let it all out. We've, been, yeah. we've been cooped up for too long. Let's, a- let's have fun. Absolutely. I agree. And, uh, you know, I know that um, lockdown is traditionally a very busy time for you at Flirt. Um, I'm guessing mm-hmm. this has been no different. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been massive. People are still wanting to get their products. And the fact that they can come down to the store and have that, you know, no contact picking it up is great because they get to take their product home that day and use them rather than waiting for the postage to turn up. Mm, Yeah, that's definitely true. And, uh, you know, but you must be excited to open the doors once again um, to to your customers because, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can't wait to see our customers and we can't wait to have your faces walk through the door and we can't help to, we can't wait to help people find what it is they're looking for because the rules for every job and we just want to make sure that everyone has a really good sexual experience and you know it's safe yeah. and it's fulfilling that's all we want to do yeah absolutely and you know your team are brilliant at um at advice and and which products would be the best fit so um you know looking forward to seeing them once again in the flesh um and um and i wish you all the best for our freedom day uh it'll be it'll be a great day all round for everybody but oh, you know hats off I'm to you i'm so excited for everyone to yep. to be able to just go out with friends and their partners and you know, get back on Tinder. Yeah. Have, have, be able to have sex again with someone who's not in their house. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a, a great day for all. And, uh, you know, but Definitely. hats off to you uh, continuing your awesome service during lockdown. I'm sure it's appreciated by a lot of people. Um, Nikki, Definitely. I really appreciate you coming on to After Dark once again. No worries. Can't wait to see no what worries. we come up with next time. And, uh, yeah, look, uh Get thinking about those scenarios, people, because they are a whole heap of fun. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Nikki, thanks so much for joining us once again. No worries. (laughs) Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. Thank you for your company once again, dear listener on After Dark. Hope you got a lot out of tonight's episode. And hope you practice 
having sex like a porn star this weekend. It's time for me to tuck you in with a lipstick kiss. I've been Louise Wilkinson and this has been Lipstick After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio.